0: This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is brought to you by Brooks. You can feel confident wearing Brooks knowing they're running specialists with over 100 years experience in the footwear game. They test running insights and biomechanics with runners of every size, strength and experience to develop premium running products so you can run further, faster and happier. That your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways
1: Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the cover of my skin I've heard all your names If
0: it's all the same, I'll keep on walking Welcome to episode number... 209 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you. We're going to be joined by uh, Sinead Diver, the 10th place finisher at the Tokyo Olympics a bit later on in the show. Got all the usual segments. A bit light on runner news, but hopefully we can fill your ears for a while. Welcome to my co-host, Dan in Anglesey, Julian Spence, the Australian representative at the 2019 World Championships in Doha for the marathon. Welcome.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, thanks, mate. Good to be here. It's Sunday afternoon. Normally, this is... Sort of beer drinking time, isn't it, yeah, Sunday afternoon? it is
0: a bit weird. We'll just let the listeners know we are recording Sunday afternoon to uh, suit the time request for Sinead Diver, so a bit different for us, but I'm going to be glad not having to do this on a Monday night. It's going to yeah. start the week a bit lighter on a Monday, so that's good. My other co-host in Canberra, Bradley Croker, how are you going? I'm good, Brady. Do you,
1: reckon, uh, do you reckon the Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening could become a thing?
0: The only problem is that all the running news out of Europe hasn't happened yet. Because they're only on Sunday morning, so it makes it could mean we're like operating a week later with mm. our new segment. So, like I know Kipchoge is doing that race in Paris this morning. You know, he was racing all those punters. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Actually, there's a guy um I saw on Facebook today. There's a guy in Canberra who's flying over for it. what just to do that. Yeah, he got selected. So
0: must be nice. What do you mean selected?
1: Well, you, I think you had to apply and then you get selected to race against him.
0: Yeah, so, and then um, if you beat him, you get entered into that, like, general participation.
1: Yeah, um, so some, some, some accountant from Canberra is uh, supposedly over there doing it. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. An accountant, plenty of money. Sounds good, though. I did see he's been, like, hooking around some big, like, soccer players and stuff, hasn't he? Kip showing on his social media? See that?
1: Yeah, I didn't know who they were, yeah, though. neither did I. But I clicked, oh, on, I clicked on their profiles, yeah. and they
0: had like 70 million followers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's double the population of Australia. They're probably, probably someone pretty famous there. Did <laughs> he, you read that it? article on him today, Moose?
2: I didn't, I didn't read the article yet, no. It's a good I word. just saw a few tweets about it. Which yeah, article is that?
0: Uh, it's one from the journalist over in Ireland. Is it Cathal?
2: Kettle, Kettle, yeah. Kale, I don't
0: know, I saw the name, articles. he's yeah. written articles on Sinead heaps of times, so um, yeah, it was good, We was in the camp, I think they did like a media week or something where they had uh, media coming in and asking questions and following around and stuff, and he was the one videotaping that workout that they did on the track, so yeah, it's pretty insightful, nothing new, like you know a lot about Kipchoge these days, but just a bit deeper than the usual media goes, anyway, let's talk about our week, Moose, tell us what you've been doing the last seven
2: days. I had another about 55k k week we started with Monday off uh, Just to recover from the longer run So I went out in the morning on Tuesday and ran 10k Pretty pretty early uh, Well six six thirty nine. It's kind of early for me. Definitely for you boys. That's early <laughs> next next day um, I ran it midday for some reason. I'm not sure but it was, it was starting to get a bit warm the first run that I've done when it's been a bit warmer, and I noticed that in the heart rate. Uh, it was 7K, just, again, sticking to the flat. The osteitis pubis enjoys the flat, so not really finding any hills at the moment. Uh, next day ran 9K on the treadmill, uh, so again for that reason, and then after that ran 3K outdoors. So just to, I want to condition the legs to some degree of pounding outdoors, but and not do everything on a treddy. But I also want to get the volume in, so I'm trying to balance it a little bit between treddy and outdoors. And so Bruce, got...
1: none of none of this is on Strava. So did it actually happen? No, nah,
0: everyone's well, gone off Strava.
2: Do you listen yeah, to Nojnoj? Nowhere, Ali's gone off it as well.
0: well. What what's going on? Why
1: you...
2: I'm tell I'm telling you that it happened. So. <laughs> No, Look, why, I'm, I'm why not going to up... lie about my five-minute K run on the treadmill. Do, why aren't you
1: on Strava do, anymore? Do I remember, uploads. I remember you boys gave me a heap of shit when I decided to go off Strava for a while. When did you go off Strava? A, a little while back then. Yeah, we'll go. But I can't remember which episode it was, but there was a period where I, I went off it and uh, I copped a fair bit of shit for it. So, give us your reason <laughs> for going off Strava.
0: To be honest, if you're going to talk about your training every week on a podcast, it's probably a fair reason to go off Strava. Like it's not like you're trying to hide
2: anything. No, no. But what? So, what's your reason, Moose? Well, I don't. I've always said that it's a negative influence on running, like it, it is for an athlete to have to be. A lot of the time, the runs go up, and you think, "Oh, I wonder what, I wonder how this will go down." I know Brady's like main purpose for Strava <laughs> is is to get positive feedback. Um,
0: main purpose for life, Moose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but so I don't like. I, I would rather run now and not have to worry about that, and that way I don't have any sort of um, any sort of influence coming from, from that side of things, and I can just go out and run and forget about it. And that's that's what I want to do right now. Like, the uh, I've 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 put a bit of a plan together for myself to get back to get to get back to a like a lifestyle and a position that I want to be in with my running. Um, and part of it is sort of getting rid of these sorts of things that that aren't really a, a positive influence on the running.
1: I, I apologise then for my comment about uh, catch to 10K. Oh, I don't care. About, see, I don't,
0: yeah. I apologise like, to I, you, so you go yeah, a couple of years ago then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyone else yeah, got anything to
0: apologise for? Moose, you want it to apologise for anything? Yeah, but he, he, he hadn't forgotten about that. <laughs>
2: back in episode number
0: 23 when you guys had a crack at me
2: yeah did i have a crack at you yeah i don't know i can't remember i cannot remember even you doing that but uh, yeah i don't give it i don't really mind i'll I'll go back on eventually i might still do shoe things on there it's a good way to tell people about shoes and um if there's a new shoe that i run in it's nice to put that up but i I don't need to put everything up i might uh, put some stuff up but...
1: tell, tell us yeah sorry to interrupt tell us about the rest of your week
2: yeah so 12k then 6k the next day on the Treddy. that was early that was that storm morning so that was absolutely horrid uh i was got up in the like it was 100k an hour winds and raining it was just it was actually kind of dangerous to be outside that day so i i just jumped on the treddy and, and then hooked it up to ballarat <laughs> um saw a lot of carnage along the way and the next day ran uh 8k started to feel good this was like the first run where things started to really feel smoother and last k i ran um i just started to open the stride a bit maybe i ran four minute uh, four minute k or something and it felt good uh then i i used the elliptical in the afternoon so i went to the gym like i took a lot from jess tringo's interview and it's a bit of a a bit of a, an eye opener, a wake up call to, if you want to be, if you want to be like an elite athlete, you have to do things that sometimes you don't like doing. And, and that for me like is cross training and the amount of running that I'm doing, I'm not really increasing my fitness enough where I'm going to be at a stage that I'm satisfied with a stage of fitness. And so I uh, like her, Jen Lecars, I know. We saw Jake Smith. Jake Smith interview was really good as well. Like, that, guy, that guy's incredible, and, and he does a lot of cross-training. And it just makes sense. It makes sense. Like, if I'm not running twice a day, I should be doing something for the second training session rather than just sitting down and having a beer. So, from, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start incorporating a lot more of that. So that was Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday. This morning I ran for an hour, so 13K, ran with the group, um and then started to get moving on the way back and just for reference like I was running sort of 405 five, 15s and my heart rate was was at 145 so that was a good like I'm starting to see a few a few signs of life from the from the fitness to come in uh, but I'm going to take it really slow like tomorrow's a day off uh, and I'm I'm just running to duration now rather than mileage just so I don't start chasing numbers in that regard and I'm going to incorporate a lot more cross-training. I'm going to train early as well. I feel like since not really running seriously, I've I've ended up in a trap of sort of running in the middle of the morning or the middle of the afternoon. And I really used – like I I found that it was valuable to run before breakfast because it would set the precedent for the day for me. Like if I train early, train seriously – the rest of the day follows suit and I, I, I focus more on, on doing the right things um, and, and and it allows a more time before that second training session and so that's that feels good as well. So yeah, that, that's one thing that I reckon fell down during the time when I sort of had niggles is I just got less professional with everything and um, I'm really motivated to change that now so I want to go back to that, that lifestyle. So I've made a goal. My goal isn't... A time-related goal or a race or a fitness or anything my goal is to resume a lifestyle of where um fitness grows from and and if, i reckon if i can achieve that well then that that then the fitness will come um so it's more you yeah, know it's just like running on the treadmill you start to think a bit more it's pretty fucking boring to be honest um and so you, I just sort of developed a little bit of a plan in my head for how I'm going to get out of this slump, and that's that's one of the things.
0: You do have a four-week-old baby at home, though, as well. Obviously yeah, that's well, going to change your routine a bit, and maybe like it's and it's okay to, for that to happen for a while. Maybe you're being a bit too hard on yourself. I do agree, though, if I win the morning, win the day.
2: Yep. Yeah. But the, I, there's no reason like the baby has not influenced when I've no. been able to run so far. So that would be a cop out to say that because. Seriously, the baby wakes up and feeds for an hour, or over an hour Im- immediately. Like there's no reason yeah. I can't be running can be outside running. Yeah, um, and then like it, she sleeps for like three hour patches throughout the day, where again, for me, that's a cop out if I'm not training because of that. Um, so yeah, there's no, th- there's no real excuses. I kind of just, I just c- thought it would all happen again. Like it's happened in the past, get an eagle, come back pretty strong get back to the best fitness i've ever been and i just i got lazy i reckon i just expected it to happen and and it hasn't happened and so now like it's nice to feel like you're coming from starting from scratch again there's a real ladder to climb i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah good observations reflection and now putting things in order
2: action yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. so like i'm gonna race too if the body is healthy i don't have to race be fit heaps. to race Get yeah few, I'm 1500s race. and stuff yeah i'm going to do i'm going to do heaps of stuff local fun runs yeah, like, like track this. stuff cross country and and just enjoy running again like being without races for two years or whatever 18 months and and it's time to it's time to take advantage when they come back on yeah
0: just enjoy the community of it like no pressure runs to go out there and rinse yourself and just who cares about yeah. splits and stuff yeah Get rid of the friends. ego. Yeah, and a lot of your yeah. friends are like runners as well. So you get to make weekends away of it or whatever and get together and, yeah, yep. turn the watch and there's,
2: off. There's definitely something in like you get to a point where you don't want to race because you don't want to get beaten by people. You don't want a poor result where everyone starts going, oh, that was shit. What was it going on there? And even yourself, you're like, oh, I'm a better athlete than what I'm racing at. But really, that doesn't mean anything. Like, that's just, other, like, why would you care about what other people think about your own running? So yeah, but you went to the world champs, so, though.
0: Like, that's easy for Croaks and I to go and get beaten by people we think we could beat. But you've been up that, in, like, high level. So you've got more, like, bigger target on your back.
2: Same difference, though, I reckon. I, I don't, that's irrelevant, I reckon, because no one gives – no one cares about that. They'll be forgotten about really soon. And I bring it up if, if it's intro. not – yeah, you're doing well to keep it relevant. <laughs> but even myself, like – one of the things on the plan is like the, the pastors are relevant. Former PBs don't matter. They they don't have any influence on your current fitness or where you're going to get to. So you've got to forget them in order to move forward. Or otherwise you'll always compare it. You always have expectations and I wanna get rid of that and, and really start with a with a fresh slate that you can um, you can do it all again.
0: Come out swinging croaks, Strong start to Sunday afternoon recording. Some wisdom in there.
1: He's up and about. I
0: reckon he's been listening to a I bit love, of like motivational speeches and stuff. I just love that over the years, like, like
1: just Moose has contradicted himself so many times over the years. Like one, one month you will say this and then the next month you oh, will go. it's
0: growing, isn't it? You're growing as a person. It's
1: good. Like it what, you're now is, what you're saying now is good, but as soon as we... I don't know, give him shit about something. He'll be like, oh, I'm still a 214 man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a fucking 214 <laughs> <laughs> man. I know, but then we'll remind you that that's irrelevant to where you are at the
2: moment. <laughs> well, I'm a 214 man. I know you are. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, Moose. It's all I've right. Tried- Settle down. It doesn't have an effect, it shouldn't play any part on how I approach training going forward. But if I run yeah. with you, I'm going to tell you how much fucking better I am than you. <laughs>
1: I, I 100% agree, and I reckon I've seen some athletes in the past who ran certain times and then basically did their running a disservice for the remainder of it because they went out every single race at their goal PB pace when they weren't in that shape or trained at, that, yep. trained at the paces that they thought they should be training at and either got injured, sick, and, it, yeah, it, it just is this um, never-ending sort of – Revolving door that you just never get out of so, you know, yeah. you're, you're right it, You see yep. it in
0: cross-country races because people stop doing them when they get to a certain level and then rarely get back to them Because they're shit and they're hard and like you're gonna get beaten by some club runners if you're not fit enough
2: Like well you know, people people stop racing like you said exactly, like they go yeah. to cross, cross-country and they might have a shit one They off. Oh, why would I do why that again? Doing this
0: like, on Saturday yeah,
2: yeah um, and and they stop racing and they start trying to train too hard we see it like i mean i got in the trap of it of you you see you think the next step is always just there and it's just ready to take and like oh i'm a 2 218 guy i'm going to run 216 214 and then okay now i'm going to run 212 and and instead of training to where you're actually at so training as a 218 guy when you're a 218 guy to run faster you start to train too far in front of you and that just creates so much stress, and, and it never goes well. You get a lot of negative feedback from that, and you find yourself never racing because you don't want to look bad. You don't want to get beaten, you don't want to put in poor performances.
0: Yeah, and that's what you hang six months on. I do this now for six months to then get that reward, and then I go do it again for six months to hit that race. Yeah. And you forget about all the other stuff that could potentially happen in between race-wise. Yeah. Or just fun-wise, I just, yeah, mixing it up. I like it. Croaks, what have you been doing?
1: Well, I've been jogging a little bit. Had a bit of an up and down week. Um, it's pretty standard. I had to send you uh, a message
0: midweek to check you were all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Monday, just an hour in the afternoon, 420s. Uh, got out Tuesday morning for 30 odd minutes, at 425s. And then uh, session Tuesday afternoon with Rob. Um, session was five by five minutes off 90 seconds. Uh, didn't feel great warming up with my hip and everything and then like it was okay doing strides like there's no there's no pain never never is but just in terms of trying to run efficiently um yeah like it was, it was an okay session like didn't you know basically went 318 319 314 313 314 um felt like i was recovering pretty well in the 90 seconds but um i just couldn't run any faster i just just felt biomechanically just really tight and um Yeah, so it was all right. We did it around this little loop. It's about 750 metres. I I used to always do it the other way, but, like, GPS was always just so far out. So going the other way, I think it was a fair
2: bit more accurate. Well, What was the plan for the session? Was that supposed to be a 10K effort, half Um, marathon effort?
1: Yeah, I thought sort of – I thought 10K-ish, which, you know, like I'd like to think that I'd run quicker than 320s for a 10K, but, like, doing the session – if you ask me, uh, you know, each rep, could I hold this for, you know, thirty minutes? I don't know whether, like, I probably could just from a strength point of view, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel smooth. You know that feeling where, like, you felt it moves. when you, when you're back and everything's locked up, you're yeah. basically firing on three cylinders. You know that, you know, you're putting in a fair bit of effort to run a particular pace, but it shouldn't feel the way that it's feeling. Yeah. Um, so, look, tick the box. Um, it was a session, and then. I got And then actually cooling down, my whole left – like I basically had no control of my left foot again. It was just like slapping around. So obviously I've um, – something's fatigued during the session because it hasn't been working properly and I've just lost that control. Um, so then Wednesday I got out for my midweek long run and it was pretty warm early. Like I ran it uh, – what time to run? Nine o'clock. Um, but it was one of those days where it was just – the sun was quite intense, and I think it was going to be like a 26 degree day or something like that. And like I still, did, I didn't feel great on this run. I did 20k at 418s, um, and then 30, pretty early, Brady.
0: Pretty, pretty early, pretty early. He does get a bit ripped off here though, because like it says, it's only 13 when he starts. But if it was going to be a 26 degree day, yeah. it was probably 15, 16 within like the first half an
1: hour. And you, and you know those days where. Even the air temperature might only say it's 17 degrees, but that the sun is really intense those
0: sort of days. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was back just- to, Back to Moose's point though, this is not early,
1: 9 a.m. No, no, <laughs> it's not early, not early. Um... It's not even close to early. <laughs> well, I should have went earlier. I should have went earlier than the heat wouldn't have been a factor. Uh...
2: In fact, Brad, mm-hmm. you should say, I got out really late today. <laughs> yeah, I should. Well, if you're a few-time like croaks, is though,
0: this is normal time. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> half an hour too early. Anyway. It
1: yeah. is. Yeah. This is a, Don't the pros got nine thirty-five thirty? Maybe if I went half an hour later, I would have felt better running. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. So then Thursday. Thursday I normally just do forty-five minutes, and um, the kids were at Viv's place, of uh, his parents' place. So I decided to. Or Viv's like, oh, I'll run with you. I'll go for a run with you this afternoon. So I was pretty unmotivated by this stage, based off how Tuesday felt and Wednesday. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll start the run with you. So. Ran the first 3K with Viv um, and then sort of picked it up a little bit, but averaged like 4.44s for 45 minutes. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, well, early on it took a bit, took a bit of getting used to running sort of 5.15s, but um, yeah, it was, I guess, an enjoyable run. I had basically had no expectations whatsoever. What did you um, talk about? Uh, well, actually she was listening to you Moose, she had, she had her headphones in. Yeah. Did, did no. No, because well, because we knew we weren't going to run the whole thing together. But so we
0: just did run together? She was still had the headphones. Oh, we're
1: we'll chat, We're chatting a little bit, but she still had you in the background, Moose. What do you, you mean? Moose? me? <laughs> oh, like
0: listen. She listens to the podcast. like <laughs> old tell me tales interviews of just Moose speaking? No, uh-huh. like the in, now inside running. Oh, so so she, was she listening to you as well. as running next to you. She was listening to
1: Moose recap um, the birth. That oh, episode wow. got yeah. some good yeah. comments
0: about that. Yeah. Got some good so, uh, about
2: that story. A few yeah. wives agreed with everything, actually.
0: A few nurses writing in, a few mums. Thank so, you for those people. That was Thursday. She's a couple of weeks behind, eh, hey, Croaks? What's going yeah. on there? Well, it always. So if she runs a lot,
1: she keeps up to date. But then when she has weeks where she doesn't run much, she falls behind and she just. She doesn't skip to the current episode. She just, you know, picks up wherever she left off. So if she runs a bit more over the next few weeks, she'll catch up again.
0: Catch up by Christmas, maybe.
1: Yeah. So then Friday we had a real shit day. Not as bad as what you had down there, Moose, but it was like 50k an hour winds and I'm just like I'm not going to do I'm not going to do a session in this shit. I just couldn't be bothered. Like based on how I'd felt, I'm like I'll just I'll just run. So I went out on the in the afternoon and did an hour at 4:30s. Uh and yeah, it didn't feel very good at all. Like it is there's a difference between running 4:30s and it feels like nice and easy and there's four thirties that are just a grind because you're you know you're a bit locked up jams through your back um then saturday like i went out yesterday morning at quarter past nine and like once again i sort of had no expectations and it was like the best run of the week like average 419s putting in minimal effort and just it just flowed again so you go from this like fuck running's really hard and, and not that enjoyable to then the next day, which I don't know what changes in the space of 12 hours, but I'm like, this is how running should feel. And that was, that was enjoyable. Um, so yeah, 46 minutes at 419s, And then <clears throat> yeah, met a few guys this morning down at Lake Burley Griffin. Um, it was like an awesome day. So it was like nine degrees when we started, no wind, probably like 14 when we finished. By um, like probably a, one of the a top five day of the year type day. And, um, yeah, I, did, I ended up doing 30K, so pretty much one massive lap of like Lake Burley Griffin. Um, yeah, there was like six of us. A few of them did like 20, 21K, and then the rest of us did 30. Um, four 15s and like felt pretty good actually running. Like um, it makes a real difference when it's dead flat and you're on some bitumen. So that was two hours and seven minutes um, for a week of hundred and 123
0: K Solid week. How good's the uh, map look around that lake as well on Strava?
1: Yeah, this it's a good careful. look like yeah, it's such a nice place to run like the only downside is when it gets it's a bike path, so it gets pretty busy and so you're, you're constantly having to sort of just move across like so you can't really get too Wide across the um across the path so a group of six was probably like a perfect size Because if it gets a bit any bigger, it's probably a bit hard to manage um, yeah,
0: All those kids on those electric scooters
1: yeah, yeah, but it's a nice, yeah, it's certainly a nice place to run, and there's like a lot of different scenery, so you sort of never get bored of it. Yeah, so 123 for the week. So mileage, mileage was okay, but I um, only really did one session, and it wasn't, it wasn't great.
0: Six weeks till the male uh, Marathon ten k. You got a time you're aiming for? <laughs> I
1: might, I might be racing. <laughs> I don't know. Still got,
0: a, still got a few weeks to change your mind, I reckon. I'll whistle through my week because uh, Sinead's coming in shortly. Pretty, I actually did a lot of miles this week. I did 190, but not a lot of quality, but I'll start with Monday. Uh, 10.5K easy, 4.44's Monday morning, and then 8.5K at 4.30's in the afternoon. Bit of a pattern there. Monday morning's a bit of a struggle, but then feel much better for the same effort in the afternoon. So that shows I'm recovering. And nice little, um, just look at some of these comments here actually. Um, a nice little 8K Tuesday morning, and then in the afternoon, uh, 16K at 4.28, so i taken like Monday and Tuesday as a recovery off the back of these big Sundays. Wednesday morning was a workout, five by eight minutes, wanted to do some threshold work. I've been doing like some marathon pace stuff, or some like 95% of marathon pace stuff, and then some quicker stuff the last couple of weeks, but I haven't really been in that zone in between. So I was planning to do five by eight minutes. Um, Bit of a shocker, this one. I was still tired, obviously. My heart rate was pretty high. Made the mistake of chasing a pace too. Like I made the mistake of going, okay, I want to average 310 because I think that's where my heart rate is. When I had my heart rate monitor on, I should have just been looking at my my heart rate from the start. Chased the pace early on, got way to um, 162 was the first eight minutes at 311s and then 168 for 310s, the second one. And then I just felt like I was, I don't know, after the third one, it just felt way too hard than what it should have been. And it was a bit windy. So I got the third one done at like 312 pace for 169 beats. And at that stage, I thought, nah, this isn't going well. Thought about pulling out then. But then I remembered I had my heart rate strap on. And I'm like, nah, just do the purpose of the workout. Only look at your heart rate for the next eight minutes. And this was the eight minutes for the fourth effort um, heading into the wind for pretty much the whole eight minutes. So I averaged the same heart rate, but my pace was 323. And then I had the tail end for the last one and averaged like 311. So still ticked it off, but definitely no confidence out of that. But just understanding that you're gonna have workouts in this block when you're gonna be tired and just worry about the purpose and don't get- So what what,
2: what was the purpose? To
0: run five by eight minutes at threshold. Threshold. Which I was thinking like 307 or 310, but there was, yeah, I, don't, I think maybe the fastest one was 310. And as I said, like towards the end there, they were at like 322s into the wind and stuff. But I spent, what's that, 42 minutes in uh, in that kind of threshold zone with the two minutes between. So and why'd that,
1: you kick the last one down again, where you, so you, Well, I had the tailwind like, for the last eight minutes. But your heart rate was like higher than what you were on the third one when you said that you were struggling.
0: Wasn't it very similar? Hang on, I'm just opening well, it right it now. The
1: same, it was the same average, but you were hitting 172. Towards the end, was I? Yeah. Okay, I only had average <laughs> on my screen. So like you, you wouldn't get as many, you wouldn't get as many comments if you didn't average bring down to 311s. Yeah, which is the same average as the third one, which at that that's point you're like, I'm stuffed.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. why, well, you look at them, they're all pretty, like the first one's going to be a bit lower, then 168, 169, 167, 169. It's pretty consistent, croaks. You're well, a bit good. hard on me there, I reckon. It was good of, you to, good of you to back the fourth one off. I was in trouble. I was in trouble and I had to back it off, otherwise the session would have been ended. So um yeah, just tired legs. Got out for a cool down after that. Easy jog in the afternoon. Ticked the legs over. Uh, Thursday, Friday are both recovery days, which is good. I've been listening to that um Daniel Johns podcast. Have you guys been listening to that?
1: No, um, I saw the I saw him on TV promoting it.
0: Is he? He's been promoting it. Mm. Yeah, yep. it's all about how he doesn't like being famous and media and stuff. So that's that's a surprise. yeah, it's all right. Nothing nothing special, but it's okay. It's a good listen um and then one of the afternoons it was like 30 so i put the long sleeves on and got out for a jog, just trying to get some head gains just trying to um yeah get a bit of sweat going so that was nice then did an easy like 18k and then strides on friday morning that's when it was super windy so i just did this like two and a half k loop around my house so i was never in the headwind for too long pretty boring but um yeah just listened to some music and then did six by 20 second strides at the end Easy Saturday, and then big workout Sunday. So this was the one with 15K easy to start off with. Pretty much right in an hour, so like four minute pace. And then 10K at 3.30s, 5K at 3.25s, 5K at 3.20s, 2x2K at 3.15 with 1K float between and about 3.45. And then um, 2K easy cool down for 42K in total at 3.39 pace. So got out in the straight roads of Moama. Um, Yeah, kind of went out for 10K, did a ui come back again, and then a bit of an out and back at the end there. Really, like, it's talking to move straight after this one. It's it's one where you go through different stages. Like, when I was... The, the 330s were fine, and that 15k easy is fine to start off with. And then the 10k at 330 was fine. That just felt like I was just going a bit quicker than a jog. Well, not quicker than a jog, like just a bit quicker than steady, I suppose. And then the 5k at 325s were... I don't know if it's just an uncomfortable pace for me where I can't get into like a rhythm and like sink in the way I'm covering the ground. But during that 5K at 325s, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to kick down to 320s and then 315s. But when you get to that stage, and it's probably important here to note that like you've got to stay in the moment, like don't let your mind wander to like further on in the workout or further on in the race if you're doing a marathon, a half marathon or whatever you're doing. So, because once we got to 320s, it actually felt much better. And then once we got to the 2x2k at the 315s, um, yeah, that felt that felt really good as well. So I don't know if it's a biomechanical thing. Well, I think you guys maybe spoke about it on um, Shoe Geeks Moose. Like, was that guy saying when the paces you run at in the super shoes, and I think Tommy was saying he doesn't feel like he's very efficient in the Alpha Flies because they change his technique a bit? Yeah, well... There's a few that. things
2: at play. When you run faster, you put more force through the shoe and those foams can sort of hold and return more energy. So if you're putting more in, you're, you're getting more out, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So sometimes when you run faster, you're getting more, um, you're getting more, you're taking advantage of the shoe more, yeah. or, or, of the foam more. So there, there could be that. And, and that, it's also that's because it's you're getting close bit, to the end of
0: the workout as well, like that phase, you know, that. You can that the finish. Yeah, line. you can sniff the finish and you go, and especially when you get that 1K float after the first 2K a bit quicker, like mm. one, that's the first time you get a break in about 22K, I think it is. So once it's you get not
2: much that, of a break either.
0: Yeah, but I think at that stage it is because you're like 340s feel so much easier than 320s had. So, yeah. and I think like, that's when you really sniff the finish. You're like, okay, this is. If you can get to that float feeling, okay, you're gonna nail it. We're not gonna nail it. You're gonna finish the workout.
1: I reckon the 5K at 325s. When you said that that felt sort of uncomfortable, I reckon sometimes it can be also in your head because you've been going for like 25K yeah, at that stage. At, at a 25K at a decent clip, but 325s, like at that point, you're starting to feel tired. It doesn't feel easy. But you know that it's not even at your marathon pace and so you start to like go oh this is crap it's like this is not even marathon pace but i still have to kick down after this and then when you get to 320s it sort of changes your psychology in that okay i'm now at least at marathon close to marathon pace and i'm getting close to the end of the session yeah so you start it's... just
0: getting a bit of like you get on your toes a bit more, like you are saying, Moose, get more out of the shoes. Mm. And I've also, like, I'd already ran 150K before I started this workout this morning. So, like, you're hitting this on tired legs as well. So that's another thing you've got to consider as talk
1: well. Me, um, talk me through the 16 minutes difference in moving time to elapsed time.
0: Yeah, so after the 15K, easy, change of shoes, toilet break. Actually, I did 5K before I met Nate. So he only did, well not only, he did 10k at the start instead of 15k. So I did 5k and then got back to the car. He was getting out of the car, getting sorted, getting his jumper off. I put my headphones and my phone back in the car. So a couple minutes there, then a couple minutes changing the shoes, going to the toilet, setting our drinks up on the car bonnet, things like that. And then after the workout, which was like 40k, then changing back out of the shoes, changing me out, Nike, a Bowling Club, Elite Singlet, stuff like that before the just 2 wanted, k- Just
1: wanted to make sure you weren't taking a five-minute break after the, the 325s.
0: <laughs> and someone did point, that Miss Strava comments have started going off after I was whinging last week as well. So there's some very witty <laughs> comments there. Someone pointed that out. But this wasn't meant to be like 42K you know what no. I mean and people are like why don't you do the extra 200 cuz i'm like no but there's a, I don't but there's, care, a big, I mean. there's
1: a big di- there's a big difference in the session if you've like taken 10 minute break after you've run the you know oh, 5k yeah. at 320s with 320, 3 325s no. before you start doing 320s the middle 25k
0: <laughs> was was all in one chunk so yeah, yeah that's it Good. um anyway fellas we should really we did say to sinead 4pm and it's 408 so have you added her in moose i think she's here
2: She's had to hey put up. She had to tolerate that Sorry, that Sinead. week of running. Just
0: skip through that. <laughs> That's all right. That's it gone. It's not how you want to be spending your Sunday afternoon. Let me <laughs> introduce you, Sinead. Thanks to the Nike Melbourne Marathon partnering with this segment for the next uh, two weeks after this week, we are very lucky to have access to the tenth place finisher at the Olympic Marathon and the Melbourne Marathon course record holder when she ran two twenty five nineteen for the course record back in two thousand and eighteen welcome to the show Sinead Diver thanks guys how are you Sinead
3: uh, yeah yeah good good Um, out of um, hotel quarantine a week now which is nice and it's good to be back in Melbourne with lockdown over and yeah things kind of feeling back to normal which is almost normal which is good
0: that was one of my questions like obviously you ran the london marathon and had to do i think it was your third stint in hotel quarantine i know the guys from road to nowhere had you on a couple of days in but how did it end up doing another two weeks in there
3: yeah this was by far the hardest one um I, i i don't know why if it was after maybe a long haul flight and just that it was my third time doing it i just was so over it by day two and still had like 12 days to go so i struggled a lot in this one and even like um after getting out it's taken me this full week kind of to feel normal again it kind of felt um yeah i don't know it was strange to be out and about after i've been stuck in a hotel room for two weeks and then yeah i don't know it was weird but i kind of i'm finally feeling back to myself again i think
0: you mean like mentally like being back amongst people and stuff
3: yeah, it it was like almost like this sensory overload coming out of hotel quarantine and then um, I had to stay in Sydney for an extra night because um, they actually wouldn't let me out in time. So I was getting out on the Saturday at 4 p.m. and my flight to Melbourne was on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and they actually wouldn't let me out for a few hours early to catch the flight. So then I had to like stay in another hotel Saturday night in Sydney, um, but went for a run up there and then came home and yeah I just felt really out of it all week kind of and I wasn't really sleeping well I don't know it was almost like I had delayed jet lag or something it was really strange I was waking up at three in the morning and yeah it was weird but thankfully that's the last time I'll ever have to do that.
0: (laughs) Do you know anyone else who's done it three times? Surely there's no one. Um, You might be the record holder. (laughs)
3: it was funny actually when i was leaving the hotel i got into the lift and this guy was coming out at the same time as me and he just said oh is this your first time in quarantine i was like no mate this is like my third time (laughs) feeling all cocky about like yeah i've had it roughest and he was like oh this is my fourth time Ah, i was like what (laughs) i think he might have been a cricketer maybe or something Uh, i didn't get a chance by the time i was gonna ask him we had gotten to the ground floor and we both like left as soon as we could but yeah it was interesting four times in and wow
0: yeah and Sinead the body and like the result over in London 227 16 and 12th place do you want to maybe give us your reflections on the race first
3: yeah the, this was a, this race was so tough um I think I went into it not really knowing what to expect and I kind of had like a an A plan and a B plan. My A plan was like, it would be great to get a PB and maybe my fitness from the Olympics will kind of come through. Um, cause I was definitely getting fit and feeling fit, but I think I was more 10 K half marathon fit than marathon fit. So by the time I got to halfway in the race, I was like, Ooh, this is really hurting and I've still got half a marathon to go. Um, so I kind of then was like, all right, I just need to get a sub 228 (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. a 40k. I was like, oh, that'll be fine. You know, I'll get that. And then a 40k, I was like, oh God, I might not make this. So I kind of had to put the foot down and uh, made sure of that time. So it was, it was good, but it was, I learned a lot in this one, like uh, in the lead in I didn't have any of my two and a half hour long runs or any real quality threshold sessions. Um, so yeah you know you really need a solid solid lead in for a marathon I don't think you can take any shortcuts really and I think I think um, I underestimated the impact of that two weeks in hotel quarantine as well like I realize now again after coming out of this one that it's almost like this is my first week back in training even though I had a treadmill in the hotel it's just different I felt as soon as I got out and running on land again I was like all sore in my hammies and calves and just really fatigued and it's almost like you're just starting you know once you get out of hotel quarantine sinead, is, was, the, yeah.
1: was, was the 228 for payment
2: you had to get under that time
3: yep yeah yep.
2: okay um oh yeah i was gonna ask about that melbourne marathon run sinead because that does that still rank as well behind the olympics but how does that rank in your top Top races of all
3: time, the Melbourne race. I think that would be my second. So after the Olympic Olympics would be number one, and then Melbourne Marathon would be my second. Like I ran just given the conditions that day and everything. Like I think I ran out of my skin. It was probably yeah my second best ever race.
2: It was in- incredible, yeah. and at the time it, it was the fastest Australian, uh, the fastest on Australian soil. Is that correct? Yeah, just
0: quick uh, yeah. in that the other week, not by much though. Yeah. Eh? Was it only four seconds, five seconds? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sinead, it's on the Melbourne Marathon website as well. Like They've counted down the top ten memorable moments. Did you know this? You will coming in at number two with that run. I couldn't find what number one was, though. Do you know, fellas? Oh,
3: I thought I, thought I was number eight, actually.
0: It <laughs> says number two, uh, yeah.
3: Oh, number they must eight. have changed it. you
0: you're going to be better than no,
3: I mean, no, initially they put me at number eight, I think.
2: Oh, did you blow up? Did you send no, him, did you send him an email?
3: No, I didn't. But I think a couple of people might have said a few things. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm number two, maybe. Number two. Uh, Do you know I think what Lisa, number one is? Lisa, I think, is it?
0: She got number one, even though you broke her record. And we should check yeah. that. I couldn't find it on their website. definitely saw your name on there though. Um, can you? This, there's a huge chance that this year's weather could be the same or um, worse, actually, in December. And everyone, well, not everyone, most people ran poorly that year and kind of it was a decent excuse that you could add two or three minutes to your marathon time because that's what the weather kind of served up, but you kind of um, bucked that trend a bit. Did you do anything (laughs) on that day to prepare differently? Like what did you do to pull it off that day?
3: Um, I didn't do anything differently because we weren't expecting the weather to be like that. Um, Like it was looking bad on the final week of taper, but by then it's too late. Um, I had a lot of big sessions, maybe um, bigger sessions I think than I've done since then. Um, like I looked at back at my training there recently, and I was like, "Wow, I don't." I was doing sessions on the Thursday and again on the Saturday, like big sessions.
2: And then a long <laughs> run on a Sunday
3: uh i probably no i think the long one would have been part of my second big session oh uh, yeah but i was also doing like a tuesday session and there was just a lot i just and i also had a lot of um races in that build up so i raced quite a bit yeah nothing nothing else though there was i was just yeah i don't know i think everything just worked out for me on the day apart from the conditions obviously but i was feeling really good and i had the guys pacing me and yeah I don't know it just was a good day
1: (laughs) any 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 advice Sinead like on the on the course like areas where you should maybe be a bit conservative or attack or like what, what sort of was going through your head during during that race
3: um oh I was really so the the first half of that race actually the conditions weren't that bad um maybe we had I don't know if I had a tailwind along beach road but it got really difficult at the 25k mark at the turnaround at Elwood. Mm. That's when it really, really uh, started to hurt. Um, I think, like any marathon, you kind of have to be conservative for the first half as much as you can. But I, if for Melbourne, I would definitely check the direction of the wind. And because there's no point in, you know, be con- being conservative if you have a tailwind and then you turn around and you try and bring it home and you've got this, got this massive headwind. <laughs> so be more strategic around. You know the yeah the direction of the wind and that um, with the heat I don't know I don't think it should be that hot though like is the is the race starting at six a.m. Yeah yeah Nickel yeah it'd be very it unlucky yeah like it'd be very unlucky for it to be hot at that time I I would think yeah. although
0: yeah. Yeah, it's like think. thirty plus back to back days and it's not cooling down much overnight but that's rare that early in December yeah. Do you have a favourite part of the course, Sinead? Like, you obviously spend a lot of time training around the Melbourne Marathon course. Um,
3: mm, My favourite part is probably, like, the start and all the way um, until we get to Beach Road. And if Mm. if that is – if it's not windy, I really like that stretch as well Um, and coming back up St Kilda Road. But then it's always really tough around the Tan when you're Mm. uh, going up that hill um that's the tough part and then there's an additional hill as well because of domain road been closed um yes. but then after that it's actually really nice even though it's at like 38k or whatever like it's kind of downhill or flat it's not like it's it's a good finish i think yeah. there
2: are a lot of directions like you run in the different direction a lot in that race if that makes sense so wind can play a big part in some spots and not as much in the other are yeah we- that that road back up St Kilda Road, I don't think I've ever had a good experience running up that road back to the <laughs> art centre. Oh,
3: yeah, that was actually, I remember that part because that was one of the worst because I was coming up Fitzroy Street and I thought, oh, my God, it's been so windy and it's so windy coming up Fitzroy Street. Once I turn here, I'll have a bit of reprieve. And then I turned and it was like, it seemed to be this massive headwind still. Yeah. And I had to go all the way down to the art centre and then that left and underneath there and then you ha- you're still thinking about coming around to go up the tan up and stuff. The hill, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So do you do but anything? But once you to get break- over
3: that Sorry, tonight. keep going. Yeah, once you get over that, you know, you, you get to the tan that bit and the final hill, then I think it's good with a bit of downhill in that.
0: And yeah. do you do anything mentally to like break that up to so you don't think ahead of that hill that's coming up at, you know, thirty two, thirty three
3: K? Um hmm. I I can't really remember. I don't think so. Like, I generally think in 5K chunks. And with the drink stops as well, they're a bit different. In Melbourne Marathon, it's not every 5K. Um, So you kind of think about that a bit more because you have to remember where you're getting your drink. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Not really, to be honest.
0: What about? Nothing,
3: um, Nothing, no different to any other marathon, I guess.
0: Okay. And what about this year? Six weeks? Today. We're gonna to see you in the uh the ten K or the half, or maybe another marathon for two thousand and twenty one
3: <laughs> Definitely not another marathon for twenty twenty one. Good money, Sinead. Good money. <laughs> I kept
0: here people were DMing me Sinead saying like, Yeah, she's doing it. Just just keep it quiet, but she's gonna run this one as well. Which a, one, Melbourne? There, Melbourne, yeah. there's a strong rumor going around that you were racing.
2: Right. your contact has got so much stuff wrong, right? Uh, I can
3: confirm mm-hmm. <laughs> that I definitely won't be racing Melbourne mm-hmm. Marathon, but I actually would love to do either the ten or the half, um, especially because Nike are sponsoring it this year. Um, but I'll see how how I'm going training-wise. I don't want to go into, especially a half marathon half baked. Like if I'm if I'm going good. I'd like to do the half, but yeah, we'll see. But I definitely would like to do one or the other.
1: Um, Sinead, question on next year. If you had to choose between a World Championship marathon and a Commonwealth Games marathon, which one would you prefer to do?
3: <laughs> so they asked me this on Road to Nowhere as well. And that is
2: much too serious of a question for that
3: show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ordinarily, I would choose World Champs, um, but I haven't been to a Commonwealth Games and um, there's much more chance of a medal at Com Games, so for next year I would choose Com Games.
0: Fair enough, that's good. Also,
3: yeah. also I think um, World Champs marathon could be hot, and I'm I don't really want to. I kind of I would rather just do a regular marathon again.
2: Yay. Will it not be warm in Birmingham too at that time? Would it? I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't even know where Birmingham is. Uh, it should, <laughs> it's in it England.
3: Yeah, I don't think – well, it shouldn't be uh, – no, not like Eugene, I don't think.
2: Yeah, no. it can, can get warm there, can't it? We saw the trials event.
3: Yeah, like that. A bit
2: was, earlier, though. Yeah.
0: Any other tips for our listeners, Sinead, for like Nike Melbourne Marathon? Like, obviously, we'll have a lot of them returning especially our vic-based listeners like the first event they'll do in a while you're someone who's done quite a few events through this kind of lockdown and covid period anything you could kind of give them a few tips for when they toe the line for the first time in a while
3: oh god uh i think the most thing is like just to like enjoy this one and be excited about getting back to racing again it's been so long since we've had had like races open in australia it's I think it's going to be a great atmosphere around Melbourne that day. Like I think so many runners will be around and hopefully there'll be lots of people out watching it as well. So definitely lap it up, enjoy it. And yeah.
0: Wow. said. any more questions fellas before we let Sinead enjoy a Sunday afternoon?
1: Mm, No. Any uh, trick or treating this afternoon, Sinead, with
3: the kids? Yeah, we're going to get out at around five, I think. Um, There's some cool uh, decorations going around this year actually. (laughs) People, I think, are busting out of their skin to celebrate stuff, so everyone's embraced Halloween a bit more yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah, how good, how, good
1: that, how good would that be, though? Like, knock on the door, trick-or-treat, and there's uh, Sinead, 10th yeah. place at the uh, Olympics.
2: <laughs> Can you wear suit
1: Sinead?
0: I've got my we just track, <laughs> <laughs> <My> track We've <Where laughs> <to> <laughs> still got, like, the wagon and <laughs> stuff <laughs> for the village.
3: Oh, well, yeah, good idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. for sure. <laughs> don't you warm up in that no. before your workouts? <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> oh, very
0: good well big thanks to uh, the Melbourne Marathon for making you available Sinead and we hope to see you down there toe on the line in maybe the 10 or the half marathon thanks for your yeah. time always good to the Inside Run podcast
3: alright guys Chatting. thanks Sinead, hey, Sinead. Sinead Hi, yeah. thanks
0: again alright fellas thanks to Patreon supporters kick you us off, folks alright I have got
1: uh, Royzen Kelly this week from Redfern uh, in Sydney may have got married since signing up Um, as now known with the surname as McGovern, um, found these results online. So 23.54 for 5K, 45.47 for 10, 142 for the half marathon at Sydney and 328 for the marathon, which was done at Blackmoors in 2018. Uh, Some high-quality nature photos on Estrava, Cataract Gorge and Uluru, some of the highlights. So, Thanks for your support and um, yeah, hopefully you can get back racing soon as well. Yeah,
0: thank you. Moose, who you got?
2: I have Kate Fitzsimmons, so we're pretty familiar name around the running world, I think in Australia. She's from Perth, WA. She's run 9.42 for three kilometres, 16.47 5K, 34.32 10K. 118.5 118 half, 248 when she came sixth at Melbourne Marathon in 2016. She also finished sixth the Zatapec, 10K, in 2015. Uh, which I mean that's pretty that's a very good result, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To come sixth in the Australian Champs. That's that's amazing. Quality athlete. Maybe works for Alan's lollies. Okay. <laughs> Not sure where she's at these days with her running, but only 28. So keep an eye out for the name in the future. I mm. gathered you didn't Strava stalk this one, Brady. Mm.
0: Not sure. Yeah. Maybe I went straight to her world athletics profile because I knew all her times were there.
1: Talented no. family. Her, uh, her brother was on an AIS scholarship for race walking. Um, so he was there at the same time that I was working there. So I know, know her brother pretty well, Sean.
0: All oh, oh. right. There was a one result in our world athlete's profile, like a 40-minute, a like, 10K fun run. But, yeah, hadn't seen much. But, yeah, I don't think I did plug that one in Strava. I'm going to thank Stephen Toner from Newport, Tipperary, in, in Ireland. Uh, sent a really nice email in, Stephen did. He didn't really want to get mentioned for send the email in, but I've just done it, Stephen. So thank you very much for sending that email in. Forward that on to you fellas the other day. Hope you got it. Uh, recently broke three hours at the Rotterdam Marathon. So last weekend. Three hours for the first time, and he ran 2.57.20, fellas. So well under. Executed it perfectly with a first-half split of 1.28.23. I think he's over 40, maybe over 45. So that's a pretty good time for that age. And absolutely smashing it. And, yeah, a big thank you, Stephen, for the email you wrote in and your support of the Inside Running Podcast and all the other Patreon supporters over there who keep the show alive each week. Road to nowhere, comes out Wednesday. Early shoe geeks, early episodes. All those kind of things. So uh, a few rewards if you want to support us on Patreon. Uh,
2: Thank you. Yeah, Stephen so, for the email. That was nice. Oh, and oh, thanks like everyone much, for uh, all the Patreons.
0: Yeah. Um, let's go to Run and News, which I don't think there's a lot of fellas. All I had was a of Bolt that happened up in Queensland yesterday. 5K around there. Talk about it this time of the year every week. Every year, sorry. Um, Easyback Doyle got the win. 1557 1608 for Caitlin Adams in second. So change positions there after we spoke about the South Australian rivalry mm-hmm. last week on we the show. And then Olga Furzova was third in 16-12. at 12. So um, pretty close race there. You've done it, haven't you, so Couric? just out back, like five U-turns, pretty technical uh, there's course. There's eight. Yeah, eight, eight U-turns. Eight U-turns. Yeah. yeah. So these times a bit slower there. Um, both ASICs athletes in an ASICs race going first and second there. So I'm sure ASICs will be Happy? Any other Got cool? one back,
2: Izzy, didn't she? Got one back, is yeah.
0: It? You were a questioner the last week. Thought her time was done. as a big dog of South Australia, and ah, come back. Wow,
2: that's good, isn't it? This is what I mean. I think I said, rising tide, and it's gonna help them all. I mean, they're gonna be the powerhouse state, maybe. We haven't yeah. seen Victorians race for a while, but at the moment at the moment south australians are are on top. I think it's good for the sport as
1: well when the same people aren't winning each week. It's sort of it's nice going into an event or watching event with a bit of unpredictability, mm. um, which like the same thing happened in the men's, you know like uh, Ryan Gregson won the race in fourteen o three just ahead of Jack Bruce the same time fourteen o three and mm. Um, Louis uh, McAfee was third in 1409. But, you know, Jack beat Ryan the week before at, at Bernie 10. Um, so and Isaac yeah. beat
0: both of them. And I'm, i only seen, like, the top three results. I'm not sure where he finished in the end. Do you know?
1: Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um yeah, so it's just good to see, you know, the winners um, changing sort of each week.
0: Um, yeah, it's good. Our boy, Louis McAfee, in third, 1409.
1: Good Yeah, it's a good run. Yeah, his other, actually, he's... He's back in good form. Like, he ran a good half, and then he ran a 347, 1500 I think, and then a fourteen oh nine. So um, super talented. He just needs to string together the consistency.
0: He'll be coming down for something in um, Melbourne, I'd assume, because he yep. was going to do Gold Coast full marathon, wasn't he, as his debut. Mm. So it doesn't look like he's prepping for a marathon, though, going by Strava, but expect to see him in the half or the 10K. Um, that's honestly all the news I've got, fellas. You got anything else? There was
2: happened. some. Yeah, all we know that Tom Decano ran under four minutes for fifteen hundred meters. That's anyone who listens to shoe geeks might find that relevant, because we had a little chat about that. Yeah, but, Did but he, he got that.
0: Kieran Tall won that race, though, didn't he? I couldn't find Oh, I didn't even see the this. results. Yeah, all, I saw,
2: all I got was a comment from Tom. That's it.
0: I think he won both of them. There was a five k as well. I think Benny Saint was doing some pacing, but I couldn't find results anywhere for that one. So yep. maybe we'll get someone to write those in. Can include them next week. This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is brought to you by Brooks, the running specialty brand founded over 100 years ago. Brooks are preparing to launch the 22nd edition of their best-selling model, the Adrenaline GTS-22. Landing in December, the GTS-22 features Brooks's plush DNA loft cushioning, now featured throughout 100% of the midsole, making it their softest edition yet. Their tried and tested guide rail support system is integrated into the shoe to keep your knees and ankles in check, giving you the confidence of wearing a stability shoe while still enjoying a responsive ride. The Adrenaline GTS 22 lands in stores in December, but keep an eye on Brooks and Inside Running Podcast social pages for your chance to get your hands on them early. We'll also be reviewing the shoes in an upcoming episode, so be sure to tune in. Uh, Listener question Bradley, it's up a bit higher on the agenda than normal
1: in pink there uh, in pink all right a listener question is this sort of relating to the melbourne marathon in a way uh moose touched on heat adaptation training in the last podcast he's also gone through some of his own leading up to world champs and also ellies before the olympics some of it involved training camps in warmer climate climates and access to elite physicians facilities which isn't possible for the average punter what would his or your top three tips be for anyone still looking to run a PB and prepared to make training adjustments, uh, acknowledging that conditions on the day may dictate if a PB is possible?
2: The, um, I don't think we've ever really had elite facilities or physicians helping here. That's probably one of the things that we've battled with is that we've never had a heat room or anything. We've had to sort of create our own heat um, environments. If if you know what I mean, like we've done heat training before, but it's just involved like a sauna at the hotel or a bath in the hotel room or just going to the gym with wearing lots of our clothes. Mm. So it's it, uh, uh, like the average punter. She like the way it's been done in the past is like Ali is the average punter. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. that was at her disposal is at the average punter's disposal as well. I guess there were a few
1: athletes that had access to heat chambers in the lead up to the Olympics, but then that all sort of got changed because of COVID and, and the athletes moving around. They they didn't have access as much as they were probably
2: going yeah, to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been I've put together a little heat chamber in our garage for some some of the athletes training for Melbourne that might want to use it just by using um like portable heaters. Little what are they, convection heaters or something? And um just close the garage door remove the don't let them turn the fan on and it gets quite hot in there So you can you can makeshift little um heat chambers for sure in your own house And
1: heather heather turlin did the same thing before the uh, Which was it 1998 commonwealth games? She used to set the treadmill up and have like I think she used to cook stuff in the like have Pot like basically boiled water just to try and increase oh, the, yeah. increase the humidity um, because it was in what Kuala Lumpur, I think. Um Yeah, so, yeah so I guess I guess there's a, That's the thing. It's like there's heat, and like there's different heat. So if if you're somewhere, if you're going to race somewhere that is humid, you want to try and replicate the humidity to a point as well. Um, and so, yeah, yeah that's, that's you, what she was trying to do there.
0: Will you get to a stage, Moose, where you um, set workouts so instead of maybe Sunday morning at seven AM,
2: you start doing them Sunday morning at midday? Nah, no, um, no I you don't can do that stuff it 's probably the one thing that I would advise against outside of perhaps one workout, just to test how your different hydrations and fueling strategies and cooling strategies go as just like a race simulation. you, you want to you look at the heat stuff like altitude in that you you train low sleep high as you don 't increase your intensity. For workouts in the heat because you look at the heat as a as a pretty um, high stress and you don't need to increase your running stress as well as like your intensity heart stress as well as the heat stress. Um, so it's a te- it, it's more complicated than you think the, the heat work and a lot of people I think cook themselves. So part of d- developing a heat training strategy is working out ways where you don't actually um, overtrain because yeah when you're when you 're running like let 's as an example if you 're running heated so or, or like layered, so active heat so you put all your layers on and you go out for a run and and it 's twenty five degrees outside you and you 're not taking care of your heart rate so you 're not actually noting it and um, being disciplined to it, then you will run, at it's probably at your threshold. Uh, because of the heat stress, it makes your heart rate go so high. So, your easy pace will turn into a um, threshold effort. And and you won't realize that. You'll just think, oh, this is really hard because it's so hot. So, I think the guideline we used was the right amount of heat stress was about 30 seconds per kilometer slower that we had to run to hit our um, easy pace heart rate. Uh, and that was what we used as a bit of a, an idea. But I think like without getting into the technical side of it, because I'm not like a a heat specialist or anything, um, the top three tips, that's what the, the question is, is one, assess whether you actually need it, or if you're better served, actually going out and running, like gently, recovering more rather than adding heat stress, because if you have your tr- normal training program and you're like, okay, this is me on the edge. This training program is written to basically push the limits of what I'm capable of. And then you go, I'm gonna add all this heat stress on top of that, then you're gonna go well over. So normally you'll look to back off the training or the actual running component of the training program and to add the heat, because there has to be a, a, like a, a compensation or a sacrifice there. So most people don't realize that, they go take their training program, add the heat, cook themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you have room to take running out and add heat and think that would be beneficial, um, then that's the time to do it. However, I don't agree that most like general punters out there would benefit more from the heat training than they would from more running training. Because at the end of the day, the fitter athlete will perform better than the more heat adapted athlete um, yeah. so don't sacrifice your own training just for heat yeah, the reason true. that it worked for ali and myself was because we were on training camps and and although we didn't adjust our training volume we increased our recovery throughout the day because we weren't working so we could train but we also had much better recovery practices and so that's why we could add more stress to our training load and if
0: you are thinking about doing this, it might be a good time to invest in a heart rate strap, which I'm yeah. sure you sell at the running company Ballarat.
2: We do. It's been going like heart rate training's been going a lot more strongly lately. I think based on people just being more interested in their own training um, and and why they do things. And I uh, think. But anyway, the second tip is rehydrate afterwards. So rehydrating means um, well how we were advised was we would take our weight before we trained and then we would train we would apply heat whether it was in the sauna afterwards or whether it was uh, actively running in the heat with all our gear on and then we would weigh ourselves at the very end and we would weigh any drinks that we had and we would come out with a total um, fluid loss and from there we would rehydrate we would times that number by 150 Percent and so we would rehydrate with 150 percent. So if we lost one liter, we would rehydrate with um, 150 or 1. 1.5 liters.
0: Good third tip.
2: Um, third tip. What's another tip? So this is for easy training. So structure it where if you're going to do it, structure it where your easy like. You don't want to cook yourself before a workout. And if you've got to set aside recovery session, don't add heat to it. So keep your recovery days, keep your little taper before your hard workout and add these in some of those middle days if you're going to do it. So just be aware that the heat stress can play a big part on the actual quality of your workouts and affect your performance in that regard. Um, So just, just be careful with it like be cautious Uh, and yeah that's like I have a couple of athletes that are doing it for Melbourne and there's a couple of high quality athletes guys that might run low 220s who I've advised against doing it because it doesn't make sense for them because of their already hard manual labor jobs so they might be working outside in the sun all day and they're struggling to get their training in regardless and then adding more heat on top of, like, probably an already dehydrated uh, body at the end of the day is just a recipe for disaster. Well, please. So just, yeah, be careful.
0: Some value there. Um, last segment, most on the Loose, purchase of the Week. Just, just another That's thing so I gross. would
1: add, like, I'm not, I'm not an expert on heat, but, like, it, it is going to start to get hotter, and I think trying to do the same sessions in the middle of summer as what you were doing in winter is hard like you almost need to treat the heat like altitude where when people go to altitude they often give themselves a little bit more recovery between reps so especially if you're training for a marathon and you're doing like the longer marathon uh sessions and you know if you live somewhere that it's super hot you know you've got no choice but to still do those but give yourself obviously adjust the pace but also give yourself a little bit more recovery between those to to factor in um you know the, the heat so.
0: yeah
1: cool
2: yeah yeah that's a good point too and yeah, on race day only the silliest athletes don't adjust their expectation and plans to go out and just continue to run like into the into a hot day without thinking that they're going to run the same as they would if it was 12 degrees and perfect you you have to adjust your plans like you are not the anomaly your body is not some sort of like cooling um, phenomenon like you, your body will slow down because of the heat and if you don't do it early then your day is gonna it's gonna be a really long painful day
1: what are your thoughts on and I don't know the answer to this but I, like I have personally like I think that in a marathon if it's hot the longer the race goes the harder it is for you to like for your gut to actually handle taking on stuff that's right It so, is. Yeah. so I would suggest that if it's a hot day try and get on top of your your, um, nutrition and your hydration really early on when your stomach still can handle it because towards the back end, you're probably going to struggle to get as much in or absorb as much. So so get on top of that really, really early in the race when you still feel good.
2: Yep. Yeah. And again, that's adjustment stuff, isn't it? And that's where you can practice. So that one session that you might want to – like if it's looking like it's going to be a warm day – do that one more specific pace session with protocol for fueling and, and race day clothing as well. Some clothes are better in the heat than others. you work out where you need to put chafe uh, and you'll work out how much like you need to drink and, and how much, like you said, Brad, how much your gut can take when it's hot. So that, that's practice day. Now don't do that every Sunday, but, but pick out a Sunday and do it for, for one of those.
0: Good work fellas, what a value there. Thanks for the question. Uh, Moose on the lowest purchase of the week.
2: Uh, guess, guess what I'm doing tomorrow, Brad. <laughs> Getting an elliptical. Well, I'm going to go have a shot for one. And I'm blaming, like Bree, Bree's blaming Jess Trengove on this fully. <laughs> She's like, what, the, what have you been listening to? Why are we buying this all of a sudden? Like, this is the, this is the road back. You can run it. You can go to a Perth marathon and run the fastest time ever in Australia if you do this. Like, this is the shortcut I've been looking for, ellipticals. You are a marketer's dream, Moose. Like,
1: <laughs> anybody will tell you, like, oh, look at this water. It's got twice as much oxygen as any yeah. other water. Twice as much. <laughs>
0: She'd have a deal, wouldn't she like use Jess 10 for 10% discount at like checkout as well? There'd be some kind of, some discount, wouldn't no, there?
2: No, she said she found hers on an auction and I think she got looked after. <laughs> I must like admit sunny. though,
0: Moose,
1: now that I've purchased a treadmill, I'm like, oh man, I should have just got an exercise bike instead. Are oh, or... you
2: still run on
0: that treadmill? <laughs> what, Who? Which... Yeah, Crooks, yeah. you haven't been running at all on your treadmill. No, he hasn't have... got it yet. No, I haven't got oh, it yet. Got it. Have
1: you paid for it? I've, I, well, it oh, was on yeah. pre-all. Oh, pre- no, no, no. no, no. So it was <laughs> on pre shut down that's all good so i paid 25 percent pre-order um and it's now arrived in australia so i've just paid the final amount so it's um it's on its way so i'll have it within the next week or two hopefully
0: that's fair enough i thought you'd had it and i'm like hang on it's not talking about running on this treadmill at all it's just
1: sitting in the shed oh friday dust friday when it was 50k an hour wind if i had a treadmill that would have been my tempo on the treadmill (laughs) no so i don't have it yet but, but maybe I should have bought
2: a bike instead.
0: Where you to go, the go shopping, Moose? You got to go to like factories and stuff. Where do you go to buy an elliptical? Uh,
2: it's 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 a specific elliptical slash running machine that I'm looking at called the Octane Zero Runner. <laughs> it's. Um,
0: I think someone sent this into our Instagram page. Actually, did they? Yeah, and said Moose should Moose should definitely check this out.
2: I'm I'm checking it
0: out I think tomorrow. That's the exact one. You keep talking. Whereabouts do you see them okay. from? I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me
2: tell you. I reckon Mary Kane used them at one point. Um, I saw them just on the like the refurbished website that I go to for for commercial stuff. But Lee Mosale, a listener, he's got one and he's been sending me videos of his and he he loves it. He said it's like the closest thing to running without running. He said none of the issues that the normal ellipticals have. This has so it's not the most um, it's not the coolest thing in the world, but it's going to be in my garage. It's going to be in a little get fit cave. You're going to have to build a bigger garage soon. Oh, I had to clean it yesterday to fit all this stuff in. What's um What's the price difference between
1: like a top elliptical and a top treadmill? Are they similar?
2: Similar, yeah. yeah. Similar. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. This is James Howe, a long-time listener. He sent in this thing. It's called a repace. If you're a runner mm-hmm. and you need a good running mate, don't look for the community and end up meeting an anonymous person because repace will be the smartest running mate they will also give you health advice. I think it's some kind of app thing. Oh, like... oh, it's a, an app. So it's, uh, it's an app, but it's something that like, wraps around your leg. It looks dodgy. You'll probably buy one in a couple weeks' time. I'll send you a link. It's <laughs> <I just laughs> only got uh, seven likes on Instagram, yeah, so it can't be too it, good.
1: And anybody else out there that owns a business and wants to sell something, just yeah. start sending ads to Moose
2: and uh, <laughs> you've got a customer. Love supporting the local Australian economy. Yeah. I, I, that's well what I cool. do. I keep local businesses alive.
0: Good work. Um, what's coming up? New York Marathon this coming weekend, which is good. That's Shalane's last one. Be good to watch the New York Marathon. I think it's bad for our time, though, isn't it? Real early in the morning. Yeah. Maybe Monday morning. See that on the replays. That hey, Moose. Is- on on Shalane, have you been more
1: impressed with her effort given the times that she's pumped out?
2: Well, firstly, it was Brady that really had the stink with her, not me. I apologize. Um, the
0: week after that, after she dropped
2: that first one. Remember, I, I I'm Cam
0: Shalane.
2: <laughs> I'm being more impressed than if she went out and ran three three-hour marathons for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I don't know no why doubt.
0: they went with that for the marketing. Why yeah. didn't they just say she's going to bang more under two forty-five, which is done easily? She's
2: going to go as hard as she can each race, yeah. which is kind, kind of what she's done. Like impressive, and yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I reckon the I reckon her last one will be I reckon her last one will be good.
0: Yeah, for sure. She
1: had a bit bit more
0: recovery as well. Oh, and New York special for her because she won there. Mm. It's, it's kind of it's been good to kind of follow it, to be honest. And she's got a new cookbook coming out as well. You knew that, didn't you?
2: Oh, <laughs> Brie loves it. Brie gets it on pre it. We <laughs> We have the both versions of the cookbook. At they do of course, you do <laughs> both versions, and they get a run a fair bit too. Actually,
0: There's another one coming in a couple of weeks, I reckon. Um, new York's coming. Hey, Moose, we got any um, Melbourne Marathon inside running merch, race day merch? You reckon you can oh. pull something off for
2: me? put Me on the spot here, mate. Yeah, I'm just wow.
0: asking you, just spitting some ideas. I was thinking it'd be cool because, like, runs return, marathons are coming back in Australia. Give me a race, we could do, a limited, a... We yeah,
2: could like, do until, a limited until release. Yeah, I'm talking
0: 20, 30,
2: 20 or 30. We could probably 30. do that. You just gotta, all right, well, what, what day 30. will this come out tomorrow? This it's, will go uh...
0: to Patreon Monday and then everywhere Wednesday. We still have like, six oh. weeks, don't we? 20 or 30 have to be race six, wh- Marathon.
2: Only... Yeah. There's just no, long not. delays on stuff right now. It's I, hard I'll, to be I'll confirm with you. I'll confirm. It would
0: be cool though, wouldn't it? Remember at Canberra Croaks when we saw some people hooking around inside running singlets?
2: Yeah. Why didn't you tell me to chase this up like an hour ago? It's good seeing the Bro, different... did I not
0: say this five days to him? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's good seeing the different editions out there as well. You know, you've got the Steigen one and then you've got the, the green Nike one.
0: I was running around own yesterday. I saw the original grey one. Mel McLeod right. was wearing that one. So mm. that was pretty, yeah. Actually, yeah, you don't have to race Melbourne to buy one because then there's some, like some people who will collect every single one.
2: Yeah, I can get, I can do green. I can do the vault yellow. Vault yellow. Uh, bright, it's very good looking top.
0: Yeah, then i will put the Inside Run podcast logo on it. Sell it for normal prices that a single it goes for. Where it we laugh at? Yeah. yeah Jeez, I, I'll, do a, I'll do a good on that at Melbourne too. A bit of a tan, vault yellow. She's. I'll get a bit I'm, of it. Get a bit a few photos going here, Croaks, I reckon. If I don't <laughs> yeah, it's fall probably apart it, the
2: last six guy. Be close to our best one. I reckon. You Enough reckon? Yellow. Yeah.
0: Yellow. I like that. Anyway, what's going
2: up in your life, Moose? Uh oh, what is coming up for me? No, nothing much. Just doing my same old thing. Good, Croaks. Mm.
1: Uh not a great deal. I think uh, I might be back on the track on Tuesday. I think all the um, like local tracks and stuff open up from the first of November so and then hopefully start up some like the tuesday group sessions again from next week so that'll be that'll be good i'm sure that'll help with the motivation
0: good winner of the Melbourne cup tomorrow fellas very elegant get on that you make a bit of money two years in a row i'll tell you the winner i'm having a long weekend Yeah.
1: yeah is that true who gave you that tip last year no this this year
0: no just no just this one has this one's come from come from myself Anyway, I'm on a four-day weekend, fellas. So I've still got two more days to go on my weekend here, which is good. Monday, Tuesday off. Did you say it was World Teachers Day on Friday as well, Croaks? Did you have yeah. a special thing in your staff room, like free lunch?
1: Well, I haven't been, I haven't been back to school because um, I think Monday is the first day where all the kids are back. It's sort of been a staggered return here. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah right. So I've obviously, if all the kids aren't back, I haven't been required. So maybe I'll get a call up in the next few
0: weeks. First day you worked yeah. in about six months yeah All right, we're done thanks for tuning in listeners see you later uh, hey boys. See ya. this episode of the inside running podcast is brought to you by brooks you can feel confident wearing brooks knowing they're running specialists with over 100 years experience in the footwear game they test running insights and biomechanics with runners of every size strength and experience to develop premium running products so you can run further faster and happier Oh, my must hear.